Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so happy to welcome you to another episode of Fearlessly Authentic, where we educate, empower, and inspire you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. Because, in my opinion, that's what life is all about is really living in your truth with courage and integrity. And I think that if we could all do that, we would be really, really, really happy. So I have two amazing women on the show as my guests today. But before I introduce them, I again want to thank you from all around the world for joining me. And I want to encourage you to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Fearlessly Authentic. I really appreciate that. And I would love, love, love to hear from you. Um, Whenever I get messages from you, I realize that I'm on the right path in helping you live your best life ever. And in speaking about living your best life ever, I've been sharing this with a couple for you uh, for about a couple of months now, Sakara. Sakara is a plant-based company that creates meals to be delivered to your home. They are delicious. And one of the things that I decided to do after I turned 60 in December um, was to go more plant-based because so much of the food that I ate came from animals. That's where I got my protein from. We're going to talk about this with my guest today too. And uh, I just decided that I wanted to take in more plants and take in less animal protein. And I found Sakara. It's sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com. They also have other products like chocolates um, that are absolutely delicious, their metabolism powder. So you can go there, find out more, use my code XOJody at sakara.com and save 20% on your first purchase. That's XOJody, J-O-D-I, Sakara, S-A-K-A-R.com. So let me know when you get the food, when you try the products, and how you feel afterwards. So I want to welcome these two amazing, amazing women that I've had the pleasure of meeting online. I do not know them in real life, but you know, online, real life, it's like the same thing. I think we all feel like we um, all know each other. And so I want to welcome to the show, Helen Frisch and Lori Dratch. Did I say your last name right, Lori? Yes, you do. Okay. Okay. Great. I want to welcome you both to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor to be here, Jody. Thanks so much for having us. Yes, Jody. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, be so, fun. it's something that we've all kind of talked about separately and maybe together that um, one of the things that we all have in common is that we competed, or you, you ladies are both competing in fitness shows. Um, and we all started at a later time in our life when when most people would think, you know, your grandma or you should be farmed out to do something and you should be sitting in a rocking chair with a couple of cats on your lap, knitting, you know, uh, lit- knitting something. And, I don't think so. Right? And not feeling sexy, not being fit. And you know how it goes because after 50 or 55, as we all know, most of us have gone through menopause by that time and we're considered kind of dead. And the two of you, the reason I'm so attracted to your energy is because you said, screw that, screw that. I am going to do, I'm going to pave my own way. So, but both of you have had amazing careers and I just want to introduce very very quickly about both of you. Uh, Lori, actually, Lori and I talked about a year ago and I learned her story. Lori was in the um, entertainment industry. She was a model. You were the Toshiba girl. I don't know if our listeners know even what Toshiba, the Toshiba girl is. Do you want to let them know? I did did, uh, Ray-Ban Revlon. I did a lot of um, work. I worked for about 15 years do you want to elaborate? Let everybody know. I don't what know. Exactly? It's not, it wasn't a, it's not a big issue to okay. me that I, I worked for Spiegel. If anyone remembers Spiegel and 
Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I love Spiegel. I did too. Yeah, Spiegel. Spiegel. Yeah. 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 Wow. I wasn't well received that uh, in in New York. Uh, I worked very well in Europe. I had uh, Beatrice in Milan, and I had Star Agency in in uh, Tokyo representing me. Um, I did very well in uh, the Star Agency in um, also in Madrid. Uh, those are my three locations that I really worked uh, a lot. So I was basically in Europe most of the time. So yeah. you were always aware of of taking care of your body. Oh, I um, had to. I had to. I worked for Dior Swimwear. I I, I had to. You, you know, I had to. I had to. How tall yeah. are you? I'm not tall at all. I'm five six and a half. Okay. And I was started by Ole Cassini. I don't yes. know if you remember that. I, yes, of course. We're all mm-hmm. the same age. You're all the so same he, age. He, he's the one that got me into modeling because I, I really, you know, wasn't thinking about that at the time. So and that's how it all started from him. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So Lori just turned 61. Happy birthday. And so she has started her career in the entertainment business. And then you got involved in real estate and then you. Oh, no. Music. Music. Okay. So when I said, yeah. So it was modeling, music, and then eventually real estate. Right. Well, real estate uh, always along the way because we all kind of did that. Right. Dabbling in something else. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then eventually got involved in fitness shows. And then Helen. Um, you, how many years are you still a flight attendant? Uh, yes, 35 years. That's amazing. And I, I'm just going to ask you because I asked Lori, how tall are you? You must be tall because you have to be tall. Uh, I'm five, five, nine. Okay. Right. So you guys are tall. I'm five feet tall. So, um, you know, that's very tall and I'm just jealous, but anyway, we're all here and we all have <laughs> our own runway model. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Helen, you were, you were a flight, you're a flight attendant for 35 years, but you're also in, involved in wine. So can mm-hmm. you explain just a little bit about what you do right now? So people aren't thinking that you have all this free time to do what you cool. do in the fitness industry. Right. Um, I'm a certified wine specialist. That's my hobby. And mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how I got into that because I was never a wine drinker growing up. I never, I didn't even start drinking until I was in my 20s. And I just did that because I had joined a sorority and I w- never drank in high school. And I would go to these mixers and I would just get a beer and hold it in my hand just to, you know, be social and take a sip and go, ugh, you know, and then. Once you start t- sipping more and more and more, you just kind of get accustomed to it. So then I just became a beer drinker and I just drank beer and I wasn't attracted to wine at all. And then finally, um, one of my passions was cooking. So I honestly started this little one man show catering company. And the benefits for me, since I could fly for free, is that I would fly out to Napa Valley and out to Sonoma and I would take cooking classes out there. And that was just, that was just so fun for me. And while I was there, I thought, you know, I really need to get into wine. And so I just started going to wineries until I finally found something that I liked. And then, you know, everybody kind of starts on the sweet end and then you kind of work your way into dry and that's how it all panned out. And then I just continued to be more involved in wine and more educated and ended up getting a certification and then as the universe would have it, my nephew played school uh, football up in Oregon. And every year I'd go out there for a night game. And I would always say, I want to go to a night game. So I want to go wine tasting during the day in the Willamette Valley <laughs> and ended up, you know, meeting several winemakers. And this one, you know, a gentleman and I just kind of hit it off and he had just gotten into wine himself. And every year I'd go back with more certifications. Then finally, my nephew was graduating and I, we went by the, the uh, vineyard and I said, Hey, you know, in the fall, can you guys use some help with crush? And he said, yes, we'd love it. Well, at that time was the big 2008, 2009 recession. And then everything started, started imploding at the airline. So they were l- massively laying off people and they mm-hmm. offered leaves, leaves of absence. And I thought, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm going to take one. So I called up this gentleman out in, uh, Oregon. I said, could you use full-time help? And he said, yes. And I ended up just packing up my bags and I moved to Oregon and I worked um, up there for two years as a wine intern at the winery making $10 an hour. And it was the most physically grueling manual labor 
uh, just exhaustive, you know, thing I've ever done in my whole life, but also the most rewarding. I mean, considering that I was working out and I was strong and I'm in my fifties and I show up and it's me and four guys that were all in their twenties and they're just like rolling their eyes at me. And I just laughed and I thought, they'll see. And then the next thing you know, I was one of their favorites. And then I started cooking for them once a week. And it was just really, really uh, just an amazing experience. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, I I think what's so wonderful about both of your stories is that um, with everything that you've told me, like you've never let any obstacle. And right now we're talking about age. I'm 60. I'll be 61 in December. Lori just turned 61. And Helen, you're 64. Yep. And, you know, we never let anything stop us from going after what we were doing. And Helen, your story about, you know, you're in your fifties and and you getting paid 10 bucks an hour to do this grueling physical job, but it was something you love. And I think at the end of the day, we realized because with experience comes knowledge. So Mm -hmm. that's what I love. And I'd love to know this from you. What I, that's what I love about being the age that I am when others think that we're too old to start something new. Uh, the two of you are great examples of what that means. With Lori, especially, um, you started competing, but then you you had cancer. So let's, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you, Lori. I want to start with what brought you to starting to compete and then what happened when you um, found out you had cancer. Well, uh, my neighbor was competing at uh, the WBFF World Show in Vegas. So she said, why don't you compete with me? We can go to Vegas and have fun. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And um, I started training with a group of girls. It was really fun. It was a whole bunch of us going together. And um, I competed in Vegas and um, I loved it. I like the, you know, camadre of all the women and nobody's jealous of anyone because everybody's kind of like looking good and into their own head, you know? So, um, but then shortly after that, I, I came down with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma right after that show, like a couple months later. And, um, and I went into like a funk, not feeling myself, you know, uh, feeling sorry for myself. You know, when the lights went out at night, that's when my brain started going, holy shit, I'm going to, I'm going to die here you know what's going to happen uh blah 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 you know you start thinking all these bad things when you have cancer you really think you know when you hear that word and how and how old were you at the time at that time I was 53 okay Mm -hmm. yeah 53 I when I was I was 52 competing 50 I was about 53 yeah and you know it, it gets scary because you don't know what you're up against um and you're going to like a funk with it. You really do. And I was lucky I had God in my life at the time. So I um, kind of went more into the church and uh, prayed a lot and, you know, uh, decided to, you know, compete again. I was like, you know what, I, I, I got to do something. I'm not going to lay around here and die. Right. You know, um, and I wasn't going to die. But, you know, at that time in your brain, you know. Well, you go to, you go to a lot. Scared. Right. You go to a lot of deep thoughts. And well, you go to, you meet a lot of people and you say, I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And they'll say, oh, my aunt just died of that. You know? <laughs> and you're right. like, oh, great. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> but I had, I was having radiation treatment and I was going to the gym every day. After my treatment, I didn't care how sick I was, how I felt. I was in the gym because I just wasn't going to let it, you know, take over. Remarkable, no. right? Very, a lot of courage, a lot of, a lot of grit. Now, now, now that really helps women right yes. now with cancer. They, they said, you know, now they're making it, depending on what type of cancer you have, they are trying <laughs> to get these, trying to get everyone to exercise. Uh, Sloan Kettering is doing that. It, it helps. So. It helps with everything. I mean, your mindset and then physicality. I mean, it all, they all work together. Well, yeah. You got to fight it. You got to yeah, fight the it. Best you, can. you know, if you don't fight it and just let it take over, uh, you know, then you're going to have a lot of regrets. You're going to really be mad at my, mad at yourself. I mean, if I got it back now, I'd be still, gee, I, well, you know what? I did everything I could. Right. So I don't feel any regret. Hey, he wants me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. So how are you now? I am in remission now, uh, close to seven years. Fantastic. 
Yeah. I feel good. Um, uh, that's, and you know, again, as I introduced the two of you, courage and integrity, I feel that you both live by that. And so when you started to compete after you went out to visit, you know, out to Vegas and you decided, okay, this mm-hmm. is for me. Um, did you have people around you saying, Lori, what are you crazy? Are you too old? And, well, you know, this is stupid. Or what did you have? What, well, what kind of feedback were you getting from um, Well, because I came from, you know, the entertainment field, people really kind of, it wasn't a big thing because I was a little out of the normal, you know, <laughs> anyway, but um, the feedback was, oh, how can you get so skinny? And, you know, you're, you know, these diets are bad for you and right. um, it's not healthy to do this. And, you know, there was a lot of negative feedback that way. And they were, they were all wrong because my blood work is fantastic. Okay. Right. So whatever they're saying, um, what can I say? When my oncologist said to me, well, you know what, Laura, your blood, your blood work is so good. Well, guess what? I guess competing wasn't a bad thing, was it? Or the diet. Right, exactly. And so, Helen, Helen, how about you? When you <clears throat> decided to compete, um, you were how old when you decided? Um, I looked into it at 56. Um, I shelved it. Uh, because of I was told that I couldn't drink um, wine and I had to go on the strict diet and I was working at a wine shop at the time, drinking wine every day. Yes. Um, but, you know, the universe had different plans for me, just like we spoke of earlier. And I'm always kind of open and receptive and have my blinders off because I think the universe is always giving all of us hints and clues and gifts along the way. And it's whether you're receptive or not as to, you know, how you your life, you know, proceeds forward or backward. And I decided um, to finally, with convincing six months later, a friend of mine said, you should do this show. It's in a month. And of course, we all know you can't prep for a show in a month, but I did pretty, it anyway. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. We know. And it was a 35 plus, And here I was 56 and I came in third. And then, um, you know, three months later, I did a big national show and came in third. And then I continued down that path also. And then a year later, I didn't tell you this, um, Jody, but a year later, um, I went in for a physical and came back with blood, bad blood work. And then I was diagnosed with leukemia. So uh, I still have I still have leukemia today. It's not in remission, but I just had a visit with my oncologist and my numbers are the lowest they've ever been. Um, instead mm-hmm. of the numbers going uh, going up, they're actually reversing. Oh, so good. I, I just feel very, very blessed because... Um, I think this whole diet, clean diet, exercising, drinking lots of water, positive mindset, I think all of that, you know, contributes to my health. And I, I have something at stake now because the average life expectancy of leukemia patients is 10 years. So I'm at, I'm at year eight right now. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I, I have two years to go. No, 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 sir. No, yeah, no, no, so, no, no. You are going to do yeah, it. It's not going to happen. You, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I feel really good. I would never know um, that I have it. I've never I don't feel sick. Um, I just look at it as an added layer um, mm-hmm. to me. And I it's not a secret. Um, if people want to talk about it. I'll be more than happy to share. Um, but it's not something that I use. I'm not a when I came to that crossroads of that diagnosis, you know, we know so many people who use their diagnosis and they're as a victim. Yes. And mm-hmm. I had the choice to be a victim or a victor. And I decided to take the victor uh, champion route instead of being a victim and a martyr. So that, do, that doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me um, that you took that route because so many other people do take that route and look for the attention. So mm-hmm. you started competing at 56. Lori, you were 53. I thought I was old at 47. So you guys totally have me. Yeah. Um, and what I want people to understand, um, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you both on the show was we're all over 60. Um, we all started doing things later in life when it came to the fitness competitions. And like I said, you guys totally have me be here um, and inspire me. And I'm thinking about maybe competing again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my husband's going to be like, ah, no, because it's, you know, it takes a toll. Oh. But like one of the things, and I'd like to know how you feel about this. One of the things that it changed my life. I had gotten divorced at 42 mm. Um, when I was married and I remember at 35, I was in the best shape of my life with two little kids. And I said to my then husband, I want to compete in fitness shows. And he's like, not when you're my wife, like no wife of mine is going to compete. And I'm like, okay, well, I think we're going to have to do something about this relationship then, because I'm going to get my ass on stage. 
because I had a dance background. I was always physically fit like you ladies. And when you get to be a certain age, um, you're really super in touch with your body, right? I think the mm-hmm. older we get, we have this, maybe some people get it earlier, but I know that I was always super in touch. And I think it came from a dance background. For me, it did. But what I learned um, the most, the biggest takeaway from me from competing, first of all, it changed my life. Like the traje- trajectory, I could never say that word right. The way my life changed after I competed in one my two world fitness shows at 49 changed the way I felt about myself. It gave me a ton of confidence, which is when I opened up my fitness studio. But what it allowed me to understand about myself is that I had this mental toughness that I never knew I had. And I was wondering, Lori, did you find that competing changed your life a lot um, in a very positive way? Did it reveal things about you that you never knew that you were to get on that stage and do it? Or did you always have that competitive edge? I think I had a competitive edge with myself, not with, right. I was never going up there to, you know, be the best on stage. It was getting there and trying to look my best and to see if I can do it. You know, it was all about me, really. I was kind of selfish within myself. I I wasn't, I I mean, did it make me feel better doing it? Yeah, sure. The minute I'm at that show and I'm looking in that mirror and I'm saying, gee, I, I did pretty good. You know, I, I look good, you know? Right. <laughs> That's all I cared about, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really care did about you, So you winning. didn't really think, you didn't really think about the, so the goal in the shows, when you were prepping, you were doing the, let's just call it the 12 weeks out. And yeah, that's nothing to me, though, Jody. You know, right? That's a, it that's wasn't a, my lifestyle is twelve weeks. Out. Right, right, right. <laughs> is yours like that too? I mean, we're always twelve weeks yeah. out, right? Are we exactly? Right. Mm-hmm. I eat no. clean. I eat the same way. It's like it's not a big. It's one, one thing I'll tell you. The sport did for me. I, yeah. I just love it. I met a lot of so many nice people. So many, so many mm-hmm. nice people. And you're one of them, Helen and Jody. I mean, this just. I can't tell you some of the women are so nice. And, you know, I can pick up the phone and call anybody and say, hey, I'm having a problem. I can't get ready for a show. They will tell me how. They'll say, try this, try that, try this. Nobody, everybody wants to win, but everyone wants to really help everyone. And that Mm -hmm. is a unique situation. If you think about a lot of women, how, you know, you would think are, you know, in school, how, you know, how we all caddy, not, not in our sport. We look to help people, you know. I agree. um, Right. And it's mm -hmm. such a nice feeling. And that's what keeps me wanting to go to a show more um, because then I have that, that uh, good feeling when I'm with everybody, you know, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. I, it definitely lifts you up and makes you realize like I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing for me. Nobody's Um, jealous of anybody. Nobody, you know, and everybody tries to help everybody. It's, it's a different situation. You would, you would think it would be the opposite, but it's not. You know, sure, everybody wants to win. We all want to win. But, you know, we're happy whoever does win and we'll help somebody that is trying to make it to that stage. You know, if I call Helen tomorrow and say, listen, I don't know if I'm going to make it for in two weeks. I, I'm, I'm a little overweight. She'll, she'll tell me how to get down. You sure. know, if I didn't know. Yeah. She would help me mm-hmm. get there. Oh, Even yeah. though she's going to be on stage with me and we're going to be competing. Of course. That, of course. That is so true. I mean, we all share each other right? a little. Hey, have you tried this supplement? Oh, try this. Right. Um, do this exercise. Or, we I mean, all try I, to help yeah. one another. I agree. And it, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I, in a lot of sports. And I agree. And I think it really reveals um, our tenacity and um, our hearts. And it just brings... I think, I think it's it, an age thing, though. I think, you know, we're so happy at our age, Right. Helen, I agree. And no, we're no, so I agree. happy that we have no, we don't have any of that in the, us, that cattiness. And yeah. Yeah. So Helen, do you feel the same way Lori feels? No, a hundred percent. And I was just even thinking that when you two were speaking about how, when you're in your twenties and your thirties and you know, you're gossiping and you're like, you know, yeah. might be a pot stirrer and this and that, whatever. And now it's just like, I'm in my own lane. I do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if I need to get off, there's a little detour, a bump in the road and I have to get on an off ramp and, and, and spend a little time there and then come back onto the highway. 
that's fine. Um, but I'm all about, you know, r- lifting up other women, raising people up, and especially with social media, because we all like to share what's going on in our lives. And all of us are like, yes, I mean, you know, we're so happy. Or, you got published in a magazine. Oh, you won this award. Um, oh, you won a show. Or, I mean, even, I mean, with me so, so starting to compete as old as I was, and when I started, when I turned pro, I'm placing at the bottom, you know, in these 50 plus shows. I still was like, okay, you know, this is the best I've ever looked. And everybody else was cheering right along. I mean, you know, granted, it's like, okay, well, I came in last. or, But, hey, you know what? I mean, this is my best physique ever. And never had anybody say, oh, well, God, you know, look, you, know you, you really need to work on this, this, and this. I mean, you know, stuff like that. So everybody's so supportive. And it's like a little posse that we have. Like there's a big yes, show it that is. we there's a big show this weekend and Laurie and I are not going to be there, but I'm going to be like live streaming and cheering mm-hmm. and yelling on for everybody. So I'm, I'm, right. I'm excited and, and nervous for everybody, you know, just being from and afar. You can't, so. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say like who I would want to win because I like everybody. I know you that's know? the whole thing. It's See, like, we I, all have, I mean, yeah, totally. I think what, what, you're both saying is incredible. And I want to know also that both of you have your IFBB pro card and you both got them when you were 60, which is just mm-hmm. so friggin' amazing. Just friggin' amazing. Like, oh, wow. Like yeah. that is so to be celebrated because you know, even though you both said you're always 12 weeks out and I totally get that. Come on. Like getting that pro card is like, you guys are just- It was a hard- card for me to I get. know I, I don't know yeah. about you Helen but I really had a, I did a lot of shows before I got my pro card so let it me explain me, go ahead Helen I was gonna say it took me four years to get mine uh, mm, oh I'm a little longer than you maybe five Either way, um, either way, I wasn't, wasn't a quickie. Let's it's put it that way. So, yeah, so both it's, no. it's so to no. be celebrated. And, you know, when I was competing back in 2007, um, they didn't even have pro cards. So they were just starting the pro cards for like the um, not WBFF. Um, it was the NPC, NPC, NPC. And I did compete in NPC, but it wasn't it wasn't my jam. I did. um Fitness America and Fitness Universe. And they didn't start doing pro cards until the last time I got on stage was at 56 and play second in a world show. So that was, you know, when I lose to a tall blonde who's 45, I feel like, you know, the little curvy <laughs> brunette at 56 won. So it's, um, I, I, you know, we, what we all have in common so much is the hard work that we put into it and the mental toughness um, that we put into everything that we do. Because I feel that, everything from that moment, who we are on stage, we bring that mental toughness and um, laser focus to almost everything that we do. And Mm -hmm. do you agree that it has helped you maybe not focus more, but stay clear on who you are and not waver? I mean, I know we're older, so we don't put up with a lot of bullshit, right? So, we don't put up with bullshit at all. We don't put up with any bullshit. <laughs> so, and, and going back to what you said, Lori, about the age and how everybody's so helpful. So you were going on and on about the how everybody is supportive. I didn't have a support system at all. So when I competed, there was nobody. Mm. I was competing 45 and over. But when I started, I started like you girls, 35 and over when I was 47. And I'm like, come on, we need to have a 45 and over. But there was mm. not a lot of support for... We're lucky. We have a great group of girls. We're That's just great. really lucky. We are. I don't know what it would be like 10 years you know, prior, but the, girl, the, the women that I have uh, been to shows with and who I've met are, are very supportive. Very. Well, I've I made do, a lot of good friends. I do you have know. to interject that because we are older and we won our pro cards um, at our age, and even gals who are friends of ours who won their pro card when they were 55, we reached out like a, a year, a year and a half ago. Um, I wrote a big long letter to the IFBB slash NPC and had it sent to all these big promoters in the in the United States. And we sent around a petition and it had all these IFBB Pro Masters girls sign it saying mm-hmm. that you're going to give us pro cards at 50, 55, 60. We need more shows. We, That's right. Yes. What's, what's great is that they're listening. This this year only, this, this is the is first the first year. 
This is the first 60 plus show that you know Laurie and I are doing in three weeks. And no. um, and then the, these 55 plus shows, there's four or five this year. So it's just like, this is incredible. I Where's mean, the show going to be? That's amazing. Where's the show going to be? Well, St. Pete. The first yeah. one. Yeah, October 23rd, St. Petersburg, and then November 20th, Fort Lauderdale. There's another 60-plus show. And so finally, Lori and I were like, okay, we have a chance to win this show. We have a chance to place in the top three. That's we're, right. And that, and that has fueled me more than anything now, like thinking I actually have a chance to really do well. Right, know, so. right, because they're leveling the playing field. And, you know, yes, it's, exactly. it's not, and it's not like – you needed them to, but you're like, it's like what I said to the promoter well, when I was 47, like, come on, like, no, don't put me up again. But for me, it was the same them. thing. 47, <laughs> 47 versus 35, same kind yeah. of difference. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. no, you need to level the playing field so we can compete apples to apples, not apples to oranges, because you, you, you're both bringing your best game to that stage and you should be, judged accordingly that's how i feel do they have um height differences for the 60 and over because no. i don't yeah right not in the pros not right in the no. pros. They, okay they, the amateurs yes not in the pros so have you had um just helen you could go first on this question have you had other women your age reach out to you and say hey you've inspired me i think i'm going to compete what do i need to do um or you know in their 50s saying you've like, what do I need to do in order to get to this fitness level? Ever since I won my pro card, um, the influx, especially now this over this past year, I'm actually an online fitness and nutrition coach. And I actually have a couple of clients who were 60 who, you know, saw me, were inspired. And now all of a sudden they're training to do shows. And I have, I have two more gals, one's 63, another one's going to be 65, and they want to compete. It's unbelievable how all of a sudden now, and then, you know, with all this being on social media and I might post like a workout video, uh, for example, I posted a workout video on TikTok last week. I had 135,000 views. It was a a simple little um, one minute video of just a basic like bicep, tricep exercises or whatever. And then I have all these people sending me messages saying, oh, I thought I was over at 50. I didn't think I could do this anymore. You've inspired me. Can you do this? Can you help me? Can I talk to you? It's like I told you earlier, earlier, Jody. I think the hunger and the thirst is out there now for these women. It's like a new revolution. It's like a new Mm -hmm. awakening. And it's like now all of a sudden they just need to find like which way to go because they they're thirsty for all this knowledge, but they don't have any direction. And all of a sudden girls like uh, the three of us are showing up and they're going, oh, my God, I, I can relate to these women. They they get me. And I think it's just right. going to be a whole new ball game now from now on. And it's not we talked about this before. Um, and it's not about nothing against men. We love men. But, you know, find if you're looking to get fit and healthy and you want to be in the best shape of your life, it's not too old to do it in your 50s. It's not too old to do it over 55. It's not too old to do it at 60. It's not too old ever, ever, ever if you want to be committed to doing this. But finding the right coach, and I suggest very strongly that whoever is listening, you you choose a female coach because we've gone through a lot of stuff. We've gone through a lot of, we've gone through menopause. We know what it's like, how our bodies change. Right. And that's the other thing. I think the camaraderie that you were talking about, Lori, is that the women over 55 that are competing, like, you know, you're at a certain point in your life. We're not making babies anymore. You know, we're at a different time in our life. Our bodies have changed. We've accepted that. And then we're still not taking that as an excuse. We're not going to say, we're not taking this lying down. So do you feel the same way, Lori, about um, the camaraderie? You were talking about that earlier before, but that women are reaching out to you and asking for advice and saying, you know, what can I do? Um, probably more to Helen because I, I'm not a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people that come off of chemotherapy and all that DM me and right. they ask for my help on diet and exercise. And I, you know, uh, try to help them. Um, you know, I'm not as qualified as Helen is, you know, to train somebody online or you, you're a trainer too. Um, yep. 30 years. um, Yeah. So, well, I think that's, um, 
I, I love that the two of you are there to help others. I mean, between the three of us, we can help a lot of women, but I think a lot of women who are getting, who have had cancer and don't know how Mm -hmm. to get back in shape, you are so inspiring to do that. I try to do that, but I don't want to be a martyr either. You know, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. use that as my, my message is really for people to stay in shape and to stay fit, no matter what age you are, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of disease out there. You got to fight it. And you want to look good naked. Come on, let's let's face oh, it. Oh, oh you, just, you just took my line. That's what I say to every yeah. high ed. I want to like, get out of the shower and I'm right. say, you know what? I'm not, I still look hot. Oh my know? god, that's exactly what I say. I'm like, you need to. I always say it's like before you get in the shower, you need to check yourself out and say, I do me, right? Right, exactly. If I can't say that, then who's gonna say forget about it? Exactly, exactly. So Helen, take me through, um, just so everybody who's listening um, can understand, like, what is a typical workout for you? Like, just a regular, uh, like, if you're just, give me a body part or something that you would work out. Well, like, like this morning, I, I trained with my coach this morning, and it was leg day. And so normally that involves about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I did, um, and we're doing everything. We're doing squats, deadlifts, um, hip thrusts, you know, all kinds of band work. Uh, he's very, you know, he covers everything. And then I did a hit series on the assault bike, and it was 15 minutes of 30 seconds hard, um, 30 seconds rest. And then mm-hmm. I jumped on the treadmill for like another 15 minutes. And that pretty much is a typical day for me. So I'm at the gym anywhere from an hour, usually in 45 minutes to two hours a day. And that's just because I'm prepping for this show. If I wasn't prepping for a show, I might be at the gym maybe an hour and a half. I'd lift for an hour and then yeah. do maybe 20 minutes of cardio, if so, if any. And Lori, I want you to answer the question too, but I know I'm going to lose this thought. So I want to just say this for a second, um, that people think let's just say women, I'll say people think that they need to spend hours at the gym. They think that we spend hours in the gym and it's not necessary if you're, Mm -hmm. if your food is tight and appropriate for your goal and your activity level. And so I'm sure you feel the same way that I do when you see somebody at Mm -hmm. the gym for three hours and they look the same every day. You're like, dude, what are you doing? Right, Laura? No, they leave there and they'll eat pizza. You know, it's okay Correct. once in a while to eat pizza. <laughs> but if if I train the way I train and I leave the gym and I keep going to McDonald's, it's not going to happen. It's, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm wasting my time. And so I don't think you need on off season, just like Helen, if I'm not training for a show, I'm about, I do 20 minutes of cardio the most. Me too. Uh, mm-hmm. After my uh, weights. And I, my weights last me between 45 minutes and an hour, depending, you know, uh, on my program that I have that day. But it's no, it's usually no more than an hour with the weights. On late day, maybe I go over a little bit because I take more breaks. But right. um, I'm an hour and 15 minutes in the gym, you know, and that's it. I'm out of there. But now, no, it's longer, you know. It's longer. And Hel- Helen, what, you were going to say something about that? Oh, no. I'm about the same amount of time, yeah. Helen, as you. Right. And um, in my off season, I might, I'll be at the gym four to five days a week. Um, but the, and the only big difference for me is I stick to a clean diet. But if I want, like I'm dark chocolate, I'm a dark chocolate junkie. Mm. If I want mm. some dark chocolate, of course, I love my wine. And right. so if I'm going out with friends for wine. If I, I have ice cream in the refrigerator and I'll have treats and I don't feel guilty about it. And as a matter of fact, even now I'm getting a cheat meal once a week. And so, you know, on that day I'm having some wine. My cheat meal is actually tomorrow. And I'll be having a nice big, probably fat, juicy cheeseburger and fries and a glass of wine and maybe even a little chocolate cake for dessert. Right. So, um, you know, it's just one of these things where, you know, you people fail at their diets and their fitness protocols because it's just too astringent, it's too hard. Too it's much not deprivation. Manageable. Too much deprivation. I'm like, you know, in order for me well, to be happy we, and we fulfilled. We have these so. things, but we just have in everything in moderation. We know when to have yes. them. You know, it's not an right. everyday have. Right. You know? Right. And that's where, and that's where the mindset takes place. You know, Helen, as a coach, we're both coaches. We know that everything and Lori, even though you're not a coach, you know, it's mindset. Everything starts with the mindset. Oh yeah. The body goes, you know, where the mind tells it to go. If I don't click on that mind, I mean, I'll just gain weight. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I really have to, you know, say, okay, that's it. You know, no more picking on protein bars, you know? 
Oh, right. I have so, to like, I have to, ch- I have that sugar. I have, I love, I call myself like a sugar whore. I love, I cannot have cookies. I cannot have anything sweet in the house. I will go for it. I will go, I'll just take a piece. Even if I know I'm competing next week, I'll still cheat. Well, yeah. I think I'm I like can't you, have Laurie. it in the house. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did either. that too. I used to, I used to go down the candy aisle at CVS and, and get like candy. my, like my Twizzlers. Cake. Twizzlers. Oh, Twizzlers. Yeah. I love Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Oh, and I ate so many. I ate, people like Twizzlers. Right. I, I ate so much <laughs> Swedish fish after 10 Twizzlers. years of competing. I can't even look at a Swedish fish anymore. Like I can't. A Swedish and, fish? No. You know, those are gooey fish. I know. I, yeah. I it's funny. gross. Yeah. It's just gross. But it, yeah, I, I needed. I never had that. I never had that. Never did so, the Swedish fish. No. Oh, my God. It's so a, good. A teaspoon of honey and shoved it in my mouth. So let me ask you a question. Um. Helen, what would you say are the top five things that somebody needs to know? A woman, let's talk about women. The top five things a woman needs to know in order to stay fit and healthy after 60. Okay. Well, I think first off is that once you decide to get into this, that you have to be 100% committed. And you have to have a positive mindset. And that's what I ask all my clients when they start working with me. And I said, how's, how's your mindset? Are you 100% committed to this? Because if you're not, you're going to fail. Um, so that's one and two. Uh, number three, which I think is so important, is, is seek expert advice. Reach out to someone who is knowledgeable in the field that you're looking to excel in and let them mentor you and show you and guide you the, the right way and, and the process. Um, And then also, too, you have to number four would be you have to trust the process, Mm. because sometimes when you start a new fitness program, like I have a gal who just started and she's hardly eating any carbs at all, but she wants to gain muscle. And I said, girl, be ready because your diet is going to be massive, massive increase in, in, in carbohydrates. And she looked at the menu and started freaking out. And I said, you need to just trust the process. I know what I'm doing. And then finally, I would say, like Lori and I have been saying this whole entire hour is find yourself a like-minded community of women mm-hmm. who will support you, who will raise you up, and who will also, right. when you're down, help pick you up. And when you need a good, like, firm talking to, won't be afraid to tell you exactly, hey, you know what, you're, you're, you're out of line here. So mm-hmm. I think those five things are, like, the most important for a successful bout in um really any, not necessarily fitness, but like anything that you want to pursue. Right. And the, those are great tips because I think, again, so many women, and I, I want everybody to listen to this because it's never too late for any of us never. to start something new. So whether it's a fitness show, I've just taken on ballroom dancing, Latin dancing. Ooh, so that's awesome. my new thing. I decided I'm not going to go out. Although when I get off this show with you, I'm probably going to be thinking about I should really get on stage and compete because you guys are really, (laughs) really inspiring me. Um, But I, you know, it's so important for us to keep our mind and our our bodies um, in tune with one another and keep them strong and sharp. And I think with that mindset, everything that you said, Helen, helps keep the mind and the body sharp. And when... um, and it's not just for competing, it's for everyday life. And this is, you know, not necessarily specific for 60 and over. It's, it's a life, it's just a lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I really love, I lo- love those tips. And Lori, um, I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say to a woman who is thinking about competing and is just unsure, doesn't know, is afraid, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's listening right now? Is it's, you know, these women like are friggin' rock stars. I want to be like this too. First, I would tell them um, to go to a show, find a show, go watch mm-hmm. the show, see if you are interested in doing a bikini or, you know, uh, if, if they're interested in bikini, they should definitely go and watch a show. And number two, find a great coach that's been coaching a while that 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 knows uh, the sport um, and has a good program for them as a beginner because you need help. You can't train yourself. You, you really need to go under the wing of somebody that has more knowledge 
Okay, because you don't know it all. Nobody right. knows it all. I'm right. always learning. Even some young kid in the gym I'm learning from. Totally. You know, uh, or I'm learning from my coach. I'm always open to, to new uh, suggestions on uh, an exercise or diet. Yeah, I'm always listening. Always. Um, there's no wrong. There's no right. It's what works for you. But in our field, you definitely need a coach. You know, and you got to find the right one that's going to that you feel that's going to do you justice and that you can work with a right. female, a male, you know. And put that ego aside. I know that a I lot would of definitely egos. go to a show first. Right. That's great advice. Right, Helen? What do you think about that? No, I I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. And I really I, I truly believe, too, that you should actually look for a coach who, you know, there's a lot of out there now since all of us masters athletes are out there who like, you know, nurture um, masters athletes. A lot of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just interviewed a guy on my podcast who his girls are killing it in the IFBB masters league right now because he's a is very knowledgeable, but B he truly does nurture his masters athletes. So I think it's important that you find someone who's well-versed in, you know, in masters. Um, in, in mm-hmm. masters. Yes. Because our metabolism, it runs in a whole different bowl game, you know? Yep. But there that's, are younger, younger. No, but Corey, that's a great. That that's good. that's a great point. Again, you know, really encouraging anybody who's at a certain age and closer to anything. our age. You can do anything, but find, anything. but finding the right coach is key. It's so mm-hmm. key. Somebody who understands your goals, understands a woman, a woman's body, her her biology at this point. Like well, everything is her anatomy. The coach. Right, you, you got to listen. You're going to eat everything he's going to give you. He's going to give you exercises. You have mm-hmm. to trust the whole process. You know, you mm-hmm. have to like the coach. You know, just because he's like one of the best doesn't mean you're going to like him. You, you really got to like the person that you're working well, with. It doesn't mean that he's best for you. I Correct. jumped right. around four. I jumped around uh, four. I had four different coaches till so I finally found my niche. And don't be afraid to do that. If somebody's not working, then be like, mm-hmm. okay, thanks, bye bye, and just move on. I mean. Yeah. I got one coach and, and I, I worked with him a while now. I, I can't see leaving. I mean, nah. you know, I'm happy. That's yeah. good. That's that, good. I, I can't yeah. wait to see. I can't wait to watch you two compete. So we have we have about four minutes left in the I show. I can't wait to meet her. And, 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 you know, it's not even about the competing. See, we start talking about what we're going to do afterwards. It's, it's, yeah, we've already talked about that. We're thinking about food. <laughs> oh, right. Believe me. Already. Already. Believe me. I get it. Already. I get it. I always wanted pizza. So we have like four minutes left. I have. Okay. okay so what's your favorite go-to meal after show? And then, so Lori, two questions. What's your favorite meal after a show, and what does it mean for you to live a fearlessly authentic life? Okay, my favorite meal after a show is like macaroni and cheese with a burger, and I love sweet potato fries or Parmesan fries. And what does it mean to be authentically? Fearlessly uh, authentic. What does it mean to be fearlessly authentic? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, freedom. Love that. Freedom of the mind, freedom that I can do anything I want. Well, you just and I don't gave care me goosebumps. Anybody, what they say about me, that's their problem. <laughs> okay. I like my, I, it's the freedom that I feel. When you're older, that's, I'll tell you, that's the one thing I can say that is great about age that, you know, who's going to tell you what to do? <laughs> I feel that nobody can really tell me. I'll do what I want, you know, and I'll feel good about it. And I don't care about what you're thinking. And, and I don't think, I think people, if they want to do something, they want to do a show, they want to wear a, a bikini, I don't care. Like, do it. Why do you have to care about what people say? Just do what makes you happy. And it's freedom of the minds, just freedom, period. That's, That's all I can say. That's a beautiful answer. Don't ask mm-hmm. permission to do anything. You have that freedom to That's make right. your choices. Love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Helen, what is your favorite meal after a show? And what does it mean to you to be fearlessly authentic? A big old cheeseburger with fries, um, a big, big piece of dark chocolate cake, and then a beautiful Napa Valley, (laughs) big, bold glass of Cabernet. (laughs) And then uh, for me, it's being a trailblazer. Just, just like, like, kind of like the settlers when they came to the new world. It's just like, just create your own path. 
and and be your own person and just blaze down that yellow brick road and and find your um, gold at the end of the rainbow. Wow. Those I love both of your answers. They're very different than a lot of the answers that I've I've gotten on the show. And That's I funny. think I think that comes again with age and experience, not to keep talking about the age, but you know, this is a big part of what we're talking about today because I want the listeners to understand that age should never define you. It should never hold you back from doing anything. Um, We have about two more minutes left, so this is good. Um, Lori, if anybody wants to reach you, how, what's the best way to get in touch with you? They can DM me on Instagram. And your um, and my handle full is name. yeah okay under my name great and Helen oh gosh there's a couple I have a website ageisirrelevant.com um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok at uh, <laughs> I haven't tried that one Helen Fritch underscore ifbb pro okay great we should do a TikTok challenge together I'm on TikTok also but we should do a fitness like TikTok challenge. Let's talk about that when we get off the show. Yeah. I think that would be okay. really like a, a 60 and over cha- yeah. fitness challenge. And we'll see who can take us on. Um, but, you know, the biggest takeaway, and thank you so much, both of you, for being on the show today. I really appreciate this. has been an amazing conversation. I hope that we have educated, empowered, and inspired everybody who has listened to this show. Please share it with your friends. Please remember to subscribe, review Uh, Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. And I hope that all of you can go and live a fearlessly authentic life. I'll see you next week. And thank you, Helen and Lori, for being on the show. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.